Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. And we are on episode 49 today. Happy Friday, guys. I hope you guys are having a good Friday, getting ready for the weekend. I got content for you this weekend. So today, right now, we about to do Snowfall, episode four, titled Trauma. But I am dropping my 50th episode this weekend, and that will be something totally different, just a little fun episode that I came up with. Um, so we'll do that. I'm not saying what it is yet. Just tune in and, you know, it's, it's not just something fun, you know. Just to switch it up a little bit. Um, Yeah, so we're going to do Trauma. Snowfall episode four today will drop the 50th either later tonight or tomorrow. My goal is to get it out tonight, but it is a couple things going on. So I might have to push it for tomorrow. Um, We'll do Raising Canaan on Sunday as usual. And that pretty much wraps up, you know, everything for the shows. Uh, I was looking through my little calendar of how I'm writing everything out for the pod today um, it's also crunch time on, on my book. So I have to put a lot of time in my writing as well. Cause I want to have that whole script book, everything done by Christmas. That will be my Christmas gift to myself. I put myself on a deadline. Um, I have to do that. That's, you know, how you have to make your brain work a certain way. That's how I kind of get done with things I have to I give myself a deadline and try to be extremely hard on myself to complete my thing my task that I you know want to do so it was originally supposed to be my birthday gift to myself but I moved out of state so that was a lot right there and just a couple other things went on so you know that kind of pushed it back, but now I'm like, you know, if it's the good Lord's will, I have everything done by Christmas. So I was just writing down, you know, my plans and like my dialogues of how I'm doing everything. And I said, I got to put more crunch time in the book. And then we got the BMF series. I'm going to start recapping them each week. Uh, we only got what three more episodes of Raising Canaan. Then we move straight to BMF. I want to knock out two documentaries. I want to do Crack and I want to do the BMF documentary. And then we're going to start covering um, <clears throat> the, the uh, TV show You. That comes on Netflix. So that's just, you know, plans for the pod. Um, and we'll do the 50th tonight. But that's really just my church announcements for today. Don't forget, guys, I've been shouting out that book. I hope you guys had a chance to grab it. Or if you're thinking about grabbing it, I'm telling you, it is a dope read. It's titled Some Things I've Been Through. It's a memoir by Jamil um, from Gully TV. He also has a YouTube channel. It's over 100,000 subscribers. He His book is so dope. And, like, you know how I love to talk about true crime and how we always talk about, you know, what if this really happened or if this happened with this. He's actually in interviewed a lot of those guys he even interviewed I want to say Freeway Rick Ross before too so you know just that's a dope book a dope read about how he got into the content world and everything um also if you will be in the Atlanta area at the end of this month my friend is opening up a spa it is excuse me it is called Ambience Health and Wellness Spa and with everything going on now you know your health is very important you got to get that immune system built up and she will be specializing in mineral detox and body wraps vaginal steams iconic foot baths and colonics she will have the Himalayan salt and and feared sauna therapy so it's a lot going on in there will be um, in the Roswell area I will let you guys know when the doors open but it is $10 off any flyer. And yeah, 
Ambience Health, Health Wellness Spa. So I'll continue shot that out. Those doors are open. Health is wealth. Pretty much that's it. Don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for Facebook, IG. I have a Spotify. You can follow me on there. I have dope music playlists. So if you love music and don't be feeling like going from, you know, genre to genre or flipping through songs, don't worry. Shanice got you. Tune in. I got some dope playlists. I just made a 90s elevator music playlist. I got 90s R&B, 90s hip-hop, early 2000s R&B and hip-hop, Motown, gospel, country. I got it all. So just check me out. All of my um playlists are titled Shanice Loves and then it'll have like the genre. I even made a dope playlist where I put all of my favorite Brandy and Monica and Leah songs and Maya because those were like the four girls that we listened to growing up in the 90s. So I got like Leah, Maya, Monica and Brandy all on one playlist. I listen, I got a lot of dope playlists, made them all public so you can enjoy them. But I've been running my mouth for five minutes. So let's go ahead and jump into this show, guys. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. So this episode opens up. And I, I did like uh, episode four trauma because now we're getting into like, like I said, if you're for all my people who are just like, you know, like the recaps and already already caught up on stuff. Hold on. I got I know, you know, but for the new people who are just now starting to watch and get caught up and you know, one by one, I know it starts off kind of slow, but it is very important uh, things that are going on that'll go in later on in the show that'll make it make sense. So once it makes it to six, I want to say that's when you're just all addicted, I, you know, like straight up. So um, just to let you guys know that, because I know I was talking to some people and they were like, it's starting off slow. slow. And I'm like, yeah, it started off slow, but they dropping so much gems that you're going to need for later. And this stuff actually happened, you know. So it opens up and we see Gustavo, Lucia, and Pedro. They're looking crazy. And they all got on these clothes. Um, they're standing over the car and they see you see, we see Enrique's body is all caught up in the back. And they're looking for something, and we know it's cut up because Gustavo asks, and she says it's in one of those bags. So with his hand or something so they we, we know that it didn't go as easy as they thought and he kind of digs in between there and he grabs the keys so <clears throat> we see that you know they're like really shook up and they go into the hideout spot and you know they all lucia goes and showers real good but when she comes out she's still shook up she and pedro looks just looks just confused itself pedro looks lost in everything so when lucia comes out she's kind of like touching her hair and she's thinking that she showered really good but it's still a lot of blood in her hair so we're knowing that 
you know, they haven't showed us what happened or told us, but from this scene, we're knowing that this was not an easy fight getting him down. Because remember, Enrique, he was like the big bodyguard. He was a, a killer, and that's why they didn't want to go after him. They kind of wanted to go after like an easier prey, and that guy, Gustavo, didn't want to kill. <clears throat> So we cut straight into the next scene and we see Franklin is basically practicing on his target shooting. He's like under the highway, you know, like under how you go under the highway and he's practicing down there, but he keeps missing. He's seen so much inside of Lenny house. He didn't been beat up. Uh, he has been robbed twice because um, Lenny and Ray Ray robbed him. Then Carvel robbed him. He got jumped, beat up, spit on. You know, he just been through a lot. So you can see the frustration all going through his um, facial, facial expressions. You, you can feel it, you know. But we see Leon comes down there and checks on him. And uh, he tells him that, you know, hey, I, we found out where Carvel live at. And we heard he been spending too because, you know, Carvel got all that money. And him and Franklin is just going through a lot. So him and Leon, Leon's still playing and they kind of scuffle a little bit because he, he's trying to take the gun. He ended up hitting Franklin in the eye with the gun. That's all he needed, right? Was to get hit one more time. But it was by accident, of course. And Franklin is frustrated. And, you know, that, that pretty much sums up that scene. And Teddy goes to the jungle. So, Teddy gets to the jungle. Teddy, let's just say this now. Teddy is all about business. Teddy is all about protecting the United States at all costs, protecting the CIA's name at all costs. This man and traveled to the jungle, honey, and almost gets took out as soon as he gets there. We see the little boy. He's yelling, intruder, intruder. And you got Teddy running through the damn field looking crazy. And Alejandro shows up and we see Alejandro was telling the truth. He is a soldier. He's all in his soldier gear. He's he's looking like, you know, now we can see how he is in his own country where he's all about, you know, getting everything done as well. And I didn't mention this last time because I actually, you know, every time you rewatch something, you catch more that you didn't catch before. So when I was watching episode four to take my notes and I they showed the recap. I didn't realize that he had wrote a letter saying, fuck you, Teddy, on there. So uh, he got the letter. And when he got over there, he like, no, it's not that. We about to still scratch off these serial numbers. You're not going to use these guns with U.S. serial numbers on there. This will not be tracked back because they're funding them illegally, remember? So... Teddy is scraping off the serial numbers and we see the kid. It's a kid there, the one who yelled intruder. And he is like <clears throat> lurking around. He's watching Teddy and he has this little radio he keeps playing with, but he also knows English well. He knows about baseball. Um, he just knows more than, you know, what the other people in the camp that they're at over there in their circle that they know. He knows more. <clears throat> So while Teddy is over there, we see a woman comes up to him who we later find out is Alejandro's wife. And she notices that Teddy does not like Alejandro. She's like, um, 
She well, the first they noticed that the planes every time the little boy is around with that little radio, planes are circling around, and she's like, "It's been happening for weeks." And she tells Alejandro, she, I mean, she tells Teddy, like, "I, I can tell you don't like him, but he wasn't always like this. But if you lose a, enough, <clears throat> sometimes you just give up." So. You know, from her saying that little bit, we know that Alejandro and her have been through a lot, which, of course, you know, they were getting really dogged out. That's the reason they end up starting to fight against the Sandinistas. So, you know, they were going through a lot. Um, And I'll get to the second part later. I don't want to jump over that part. But yeah, so she's letting them know like Alejandro wasn't always like this. But if you lose enough, this is what happens to you. So we know it's a backstory with that. We go and we see Franklin and Leon. They show up at Carvel's house. We see he been shopping, honey. He got brand new, a brand new car. He got brand new rims. Leon like they cost 800 a cap, you know. So Carvel has been shopping. And Leon is like, if we go in here, you better be ready to kill him because he going to end up hunting us down and raping us too, you know, because Carvel is basically what they would call a, a booty goon. You know, he, he ain't nothing to play with. He's scary as hell. Yeah, I was scared when they was walking in that man house. I'm like, y'all just going to walk in there like that. But luckily when they got in there, Carvel, he laid up with, a, with another woman and Leon, like he's so turned out soon as he stands up well he pushes the woman off of him she falls it on budge and he jumps up and then he kind of like falls down so but him being so high that helped him out but i don't know what he was supposed to have been high off of because remember crack wasn't out yet um i'm thinking and crackheads don't act like that either i'm thinking that was probably heroin or i don't know i know sherm was a big thing too but they both were like passed out him and a woman so they were high and they tie him up and put him in the car and take off so after that we go and we see pedro we go back to the scene with pedro gustavo and lucia and we see pedro he is snoring up the cocaine like like he crazy you know <laughs> this probably i i don't they never really said it but i'm not sure if this is the first murder he's seen because you know he did get raised under his father but most fathers who are a big businessman in the business like that they do protect their children from seeing that stuff so i'm thinking he's just like a spoiled brat probably never even seen anything like this just tries to play that tough role but it's not him so he he is just messed up and we see that whatever happened it was brutally you know brutally brutally bloody everything we see gustavo he's just staring at pedro like you know he don't like pedro and pedro is still acting like he's five years old lucia come in with the candy he talking about some i don't like this kind it has caramel in it it sticks to my teeth and i'm like i i remember when i watched this before pedro was like a punk but now that I'm taking my notes and paying attention to every fine tooth, I'm like, he acted like he was four or five years old. This was ridiculous. Um, so <clears throat> he's trying, when Lucia walks out, he's trying to warn also about Lucia. Like, you know, she, she can't handle stuff like this. She, she don't even like to kill spiders. You know, you got to watch her. She's not handling as well, but it looked like he not handling as well. Ain't none of them handling it. <laughs> 
Gustavo is handling the best. Lucia is a mess, but Pedro is just a mess. Lucia, she she's offered rockets too. She just keeps talking about why um she wonder why Enrique's had Enrique, Enrique had a poster like that over his wall. So you know she's still stuck on the scenery of the wall, but it's not telling us how they committed the murder on him as well. And we see Gustavo, he must have went down with a big fight because he has a really big cut on the back of his um on his back. So Lucia starts to stitch him up. And every little scene we get between those two, we see the bonding between them two. And, you know, she is bandaging him up and he is in so much pain. It's like a deep cut in his back. So she gets to sprinkling like the cocaine in his uh, womb and he loosens up because she tells him that cocaine is an anesthetic and he calms down. So we go into the next scene and we see Franklin and Leon, they take, the new car Carvel has bought with Carvel in the back in the trunk, tied up, still high because he ain't making no noise. The Ivy, Leah, you know, I'll be like, what the, what, what the fuck, what is wrong with y'all bringing him to my to my house? And Leon tries to talk to Ivy, and he is like, why is he fucking talking to me? I'm telling you, it, Ivy is one of my faves too, but Leon, of course, but Ivy, I love Ivy, so. We see why Ivy is talking to them. You know, he got a little young little girlfriend, little black little girl, cute little girlfriend come around like, hey, baby. And we also see she might be like tennis coach or something too. And he like, these are my children. I'm raising them to be men. That, that was just a funny scene. So Ivy ends up giving um, them a shovel and tells them like, look, <clears throat> I want my money, but Go to Mojave Desert. That's my favorite digging place. And he gives them a shovel. They take off and leave. Ivy has obviously taken a liking into Franklin. Because most big men like that who um, are that high up to be selling the key, giving him the keys and stuff like he is, they don't deal direct for number one. And then it ain't too much conversation like that. And he, he quickly has taken a liking into Franklin. And side note, you know, when we covered the Freeway Rick Ross documentary, when I'm mentioning Alejandro and I'm mentioning Avi, then we go back to the to the documentary and we mention Blandon, who was really real. If you watch the Freeway Rick, you know what I'm talking about. When you kind of put Avi and Alejandro together that's that that's what makes Blandon in this series it's not Alejandro by himself and it's not Avi by himself because Blandon was a drug dealer he was moving like Avi was but he was also a soldier and well connected with his country and that's the main reason he was over here just like Alejandro was so it kind of goes hand in hand um, I just thought that was an interesting fact. Um, right after that, we go back to the jungle and we see Teddy is talking to an older lady. She's ignoring him at first until he pays her some money. Then, you know, he's trying to come up with a way to move the coke faster. 
And a little boy comes over and he's like, she must like you because she don't talk to nobody. So him and Teddy, they start talking. But the little boy, he's asking too many questions. He has that little radio on him still. He's asking about the CIA. He's asking, you know, he's just asking too many questions. And Teddy like, hold on, how did, who are you? How did you even get over here? You know, this isn't your family. He's like, oh, my father died and it just doesn't make sense. And Teddy is CIA, you know, AKA clown in action, AKA cracking America is the nickname they gave the CIA, but there he's observative. Teddy is on spot. He's observative and he knows something is not right with this kid. And when he, when he gets to ask, he starts asking him questions and that little boy, he hurry, he gets nervous and hurry up and takes off. Like, you're no fun and runs off acting like Pedro. So we get into the next scene and we see Franklin and Leon. They're driving. They got Carville. And uh, they're driving Carville out to the desert. But by this time, Carville high and came down a little bit. He back there yelling, screaming. And hell, I, should I start getting scared? Because the way he was screaming, the first time I watched it, I was like, oh my God, he gonna get them. Uh, so the monster is back there screaming. They come, um, and that's when they start getting nervous. And Leon is like, let's just pull over and drop him off a cliff. And Franklin is like, that's the dumbest shit I could ever do. We not far out enough yet. So they still driving while he back there and he woke now. So we go back to the um, safe house where Gustavo and them is. And we see they're having another bonding moment. Gustavo and Lucia is getting closer and closer. He's high right now because he has that stuff inside his wound. He's talking about the boxing gym. Remember I said that's his love right there is the boxing gym. It makes sense later on. Um, They hear some gunshots and get nervous and run outside. We got Pedro. He back there still high shooting possums. Um, yeah, we go back to Franklin and Leon and they're still driving, but they have to like stop at the little stop sign on the highway. You know, they doing construction work and they got the music playing, but Carvel is back there screaming in the back. So Leon got to sing this song. <laughs> he letting them smile. You know, Leon don't smile at nobody and he's smiling and they have to like play it off. That, that was like a you know, funny scene. It was, it was good. After that, um, you know, they, they, they get the, okay, they, after the stop sign is lifted and they drive off, Carvel is still back there, um, yelling in the trunk. Hell, he's so strong. He end up punching through the, 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 the seats and they like, oh shit. So Leon gets to shooting and they hurry up and stop the car. When they, they jump out the car, they got the gun, but still scared. And he ended up kick, kicking the hood open. Like, let's keep it real. Carvel was really a goon. He had strength. Like, even just crazy. You know, I would have been scared, even if I would have had the gun. <laughs> but he, um, they end up shooting him, and he just takes off, and he, like, falls down the little uh, hill, down the dirt hill. And they're like, we got to find him, you know, because if he if he was to to live and get back to their neighborhood, oh, they, they, they was dead, you know. So they know they got to do what they got to do. And <clears throat> after he um, after that, it goes back into 
another to we go back to the jungle and this is important because we um when you see teddy and alejandro talking teddy is talking about a quicker way to move the coat and alejandro is like i don't want to do that because that means we're gonna have to go through the colombians and that's what he did not want to do he did not want to deal with the colombians and then for all my narcos peoples when we, when we cover <clears throat> narcos colombia Remember, Pablo was all tied up in there with the CIA, with Barry Seal. Barry Seal was the part of the CIA. He was considered like an asset, a very, very high asset pilot. And he was dealing directly with Pablo Escobar. So you see how everything kind of like ties together for my narcos. You know, Pablo Escobar, he was directly, they caught him with pictures in Nicaragua doing the cocaine deals. So I thought that was important. Teddy ends up finding a radio of the little boys and he's kind of like sitting there. He figures it out and he goes and tell Alejandro and his wife that it's a transmitter. And the only reason it didn't go off is because he attached the battery wrong. And that's why those helicopters was flying around. So they end up, you know, getting a little boy and, you know, they end up, questioning him interrogating him and he ends up confessing that he works for the end um he works for the fsln teddy tries to save the kid at first he tells alejandro's wife like look if we use him as a double agent you know this could work in our favor but that's too dangerous because now he knows too much and he also knows the biggest secret of all not only are we going against the contras but they have the cia backing them and Alejandro's wife, she's like, no, he's a, a kid who was getting ready to kill us all. So it goes and splits to the next scene. And we see Gustavo and Lucia, they're bonding again. Like every scene we get, we see that they're bonding more and more. They're talking about death, how much death they sing. But we see Pedro gets a 911 call and he panics. It's his daddy. Lucia agrees. She like, um... He needs to go because if he doesn't return his father's call, it's going to look odd and suspicious. But before he can leave, they kind of have a talk. And if you look, Lucia and Pedro, this was really good casting. They really look alike. They look like they could have been related. Really, they got the same facial um, like bone structures. They kind of got the same texture of skin. Um, they, they look alike. That was really good casting. Um, but she that's on. She kind of tells him, like, we go more into detail. And we now know that Gustavo got knocked out and she was attacked and Enrique was on top of her, strangling her, and she almost died. And Pedro just sat there and watched and froze. And if it wasn't for Gustavo waking up, he ended up killing Enrique. So now we see what happened in that house. And after that, um, we go into the next scene and you know she oh once again she tells she tells him she like look you you're gonna go you're gonna do this you're gonna hold your head up high you're gonna let your father in on nothing because if you mess this up i'm gonna kill you and when he looks at her he sees she ain't playing with him but he, he leaves after he you know try to chastise gustavo petro but leave gustavo alone so to hurry up and wrap it up, because I don't want to keep you guys here too much longer. Let me finish. Um, Franklin and Leon, they find the zombie 
uh, Carvel, per Leon. Leon called him a zombie animal. <laughs> but they find him through the trail of blood. And this part here, Carve Carvel really wants to plead with Franklin. He kind of looks at Franklin and he, he kind of like, please, you know, he got the tears in his eyes. He's, he's been, he's been shot. He's been bleeding. He's in a desert. You know, he's coming off that high and Franklin pulls the, pulls the gun up, but cannot do it. And this, this part just shows you what Franklin was not a killer. Not at all. He wasn't a gangster. He just wanted to make some money. And he cannot pull that trigger. It's not in him. He couldn't even beat up Lenny. And look what Lenny did to him. But Leon, Leon takes that gun. He shoots Garville twice and kills him. I'm guessing they bury him. But that moment right there, that's when I say, pay, always remember that moment as we go through the series. Leon is Franklin's day one he loves franklin that's his brother that's 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 a bonding moment that should always be a brotherhood my opinion they got their first body together they you know Le leon has his back i'm keep saying that for a reason i'll get to that part later on in the seasons but we go and we see we go back to lucia and we see in that she's remembering something when she was a little girl and when she was a little girl it must have been a home invasion and her sister who looked like she was about five or six got killed in front of her shot down in front of her looked like they were both about four five six and that might have been her big sister so we see her sister was murdered we know her father's in in a drug game and him and his brother they're like the top of their association so um, it was, something must have happened, but we see that she's seen a murder, and it the, the everything she's been through is reminding her of her sister. Um, we also learn because Gustavo comes, they kind of have another bonding moment. Uh, Lucia kind of makes a joke like, you know, I'm your boss, and he's like, okay, El Patrona. And if for my narcos listeners, you know, uh. You know what they call Pablo El Patrons. They call her Patrona. You know Spanish. <laughs> um, that's just a joke. So we also learned through their conversation that Gustavo crushed Enrique's skull with his bare hands. So now we know how what caused the death of Enrique, like how he was murdered. So Pedro walks in on a close moment between them, and if you see how jealous he gets and how he does not like that at all, he doesn't even like Gustavo. He talks from the moment that he met him, he talks to him like he's beneath him. And but he lets him know, like, hey, my father then went to go see Enrique. He wasn't there, so it looked like he's he ran off with the money. So now they're in the clear. They got the fall guy. They're all in the clear with his father. Remember that. Um let's see here. So to go ahead and just wrap up the last few scenes. Teddy and Alejandro, they're talking about the kid, they're talking about switching routes. And Alejandro, we, we hear a gunshot where the kid, where they had him at in that back uh, little, that had him in that little thing and they were interrogating him and we see his wife comes out with the gun. So we know that his wife ends up killing the kid. That messes Teddy up. That, that, that messes Teddy up. And Alejandro's wife she um when he dries off she goes up to teddy and she tells she hands him a picture and she's like tell him don't forget so we see that it's a picture of him and her alejandro and his wife and a baby 
but we don't know where that baby is at because remember they're they've been through a lot and these you know they've been through a lot before this war happened and we don't know if the baby died or whatever but it's something there um we go back to south central and we see franklin and leon they get back they sell the car they sell the bike and you know franklin like not not franklin but leon like sign to re-up and saint mine is all messed up just you know in about a, a matter of a week he's made twelve thousand and made sixteen thousand been robbed been beat up uh, been robbed again watched you know somebody get raped you know just all just killed somebody for the first time all the stuff he's been through in a week's time frame like his head is messed up so he walks off he like i just call you i'll call you tomorrow I'll leave he goes over back to Abby's house. We got Abby still getting his little groove on in the pool. He got a whole little mood going on out there with his little young girlfriend, honey. And Abby and Franklin talk. And Abby tells him, like, you know, if you want to be in this business, you know, you better invest in some shovels, some gloves, some this and that. And he tells his boy like hey get a kid three more keys and franklin is like i'm out i'm out the game this ain't for me and ivy just kind of smiles and he was like you lasted longer than i thought you was but we know franklin gonna be back and that was my recap of episode four <laughs> i hope you guys enjoyed it uh, like i said i love snowfall i can talk about it every day all day um I'll try to get five done this weekend. I don't want to promise what day I'll get that out because I do want to do the 50th episode. And y'all know we got to do Raising Canaan. You know, I'm excited about that one. Uh, ain't no telling what's going to happen. But uh, this uh, episode eight is definitely going to be intense. So don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms. It is Alicia Shanice for Facebook and IG. And don't forget about those Spotify playlists. I got plenty of them that you can jam to. So on that note, I will catch you guys either later on tonight or tomorrow. I hope you guys have a blessed weekend if you don't tune back in um, until, you know, a couple days from now. I hope you have a blessed weekend. Happy Friday. And it's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.